Welcome to Cruising Through Cinema. I'm Dennis. And I'm Dyer, coming to you live tonight from a hidden, abandoned church in Windersville, Oklahoma. Yes, that's that's what we're doing, coming to you live from a church. Now, this is the podcast where we watch the filmography of the one, the only, the running man himself, Tom Eugene Cruz. Uh, I believe it's Thomas Eugene Math Power the Fourth. Yeah, what is his actual legal birth name? Thomas Eugene Math Power the Fourth. Is it really Eugene? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know? Here's a fun fact before we get started about the outsiders. You and I both watch Lost. Remember, um, one of the bad guys in Lost is Tom Cruise's cousin. Like, um, Oh really? One of the yeah. From like uh, the Dharma Initiative, one of those ty- or the one of the others on the island. I think he he was in season two. If you just look up, I forget his first so his name. Middle but he... name's Cruz. It says his full legal name is Tom Cruise Math Power the Fourth. Oh yeah, his middle name must be Cruz then. Yeah. We call ourselves a Tom Cruise podcast. We don't even know his middle name. We're terrible people. <laughs> Very terrible, terrible people. Did you know that he was 21 in this movie and everyone else was like 18? Yes, I did. Except Patrick Swayze looked the same. He looked the same age for his entire life, pretty much. Yeah, he never looked like older than 50 and never younger than 38. You couldn't you couldn't tell. It was like really throwing darts at a board. Was he supposed to be like because he was the oldest brother? And was he supposed to be, I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be like in his thirties or if he was supposed to be like 25. All acceptable answers. I, it's been a long time. So yeah, we're, we're discussing the third film Tom Cruise ever ever appeared in, which we need, we need to circle back to rankings at the end of this episode because we didn't rank last week. So we now have a three movie tier list and it's going to be a little interesting because I have thoughts. I um so Curtis or Patrick Swayze's character was born in 1952, so he was 31 when this movie came out. Okay, so he's got to be playing like someone in his late late his early early 30s, late 20s. Yeah, he's like like the hip older brother that's because everyone else is like literally 18 years old. Like, except for Tom Cruise, he's 21. Like, well, he's 21 when the movie came out. I don't know how, how old Steve is in the movie, but like, Diane Lane is in there. Smoke show Diane Lane, too. Mm-hmm. Um, at 18, uh, like, uh, th- I mean, we have Rob Lowe in his acting debut in this movie, and he's like 18, 19 at the time. Yes. Um, Ralph Macho is like three, the apparently. himself. Wax on or wax off. Um, speaking, of, have you watched Cobra Kai on Netflix? Oh, wait, you don't have Netflix. Never mind. It I've was on watched, YouTube. I've watched Cobra Kai. I watched it when it was on YouTube Red. Remember yeah, YouTube gonna... Red? Yes, I do remember YouTube Red. <laughs> Which I don't know why it just made me feel like it was supposed to be like adult content. Exactly, or, the... or like Red Band, Red Band trailer. Right? Yeah, like it was. Yeah. yeah, but I watched like the first season or two, but I I lost interest. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I watched it. It was good. It was fun. I don't know if it was good, but it was fun. Yeah, it was a it was like hey, the kids it was better that... than Karate Kid two and three. The Will Smith Karate, like the Jaden Smith Karate Kid, or like the actual Rock. No, like, isn't Karate Kid three the one with the girl? Anyway, a... we're we're getting off track here. There's a we're getting... Ralph... This isn't talking Ralph Macchio. It's talking Thomas Cruz Math Power the Fourth. You know, why is my middle name not Cruz? I'll blame John and Nancy for that. I mean, my middle name is named after my uncle, but... Um, Who was a hero. No, that, right? that's my first name. My first name. Oh, I'm talking okay. my uncle Bob. I mean, he's a great guy, but do you think he'd be offended if I changed my middle name to Cruz? No, no, not at all. Especially if you told him the reasoning. <laughs> no, yeah, he'll be totally on board. He slaps you on the back and goes, "Yeah, yeah, I'd do it too if I were you, bud." I'm really just want to be Tom Cruise. I mean, we're really doing this podcast because we really, in the deep depths of our heart, just wish we were. Want to be Tom Tom Cruise? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. Speaking of, you know what? You know what? I'm disappointed. 
Wow. And that's maybe why we picked up the mantle of Tom Cruise podcast. The t- podcast meeting Tom Cruise is no longer a thing. Ah, oh, I remember that. was a good that. show. The whole goal was. It was a good show. The whole goal. They were like the Hollywood. Was, they were like writers in Hollywood. And their whole premise of the show was, was like, to, just to meet, Tom, meet Cruise. Tom Cruise. And they always had actors on at the very end that had run, like, come across, like, that had run met across Tom his Cruise. Path. Yeah, or met Tom Cruise. Like Mala Ackerman, uh, one of the guys in Top Gun 2. Right, and Top Gun Maverick, they interview him. He's like, Yeah, he paid for all of us to have flight lessons. So I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It was like, Oh, Tom Cruise seems like a great guy. You know, except for the whole Xenu stuff. But uh Hey, I don't know. I've never been approached by Scientology. Maybe Xenu's got it figured out. But yeah, hey. this is so where does this on the on the scope of Francis Ford Coppola, does this is this in between Godfathers or when did this come out? Like what is the this came, out, came out in eighty three? When was... Godfather came out in 82 and Godfather 2 I think came out two years later so this was between here. this was after Apocalypse Now Godfather oh, no, the Godfather two... was 72 and yeah, Godfather, Godfather 72 74 so th- those for... were well, well before my point is Francis Ford Coppola was well established so the oh, fact yeah, no, Francis Tom Ford Cruise... Coppola didn't need to make this movie no the, the fact that Tom Cruise got uh, it was obviously he wanted to be in a being in a couple of film is huge oh yeah, um, yeah you obviously the resume. star power just the, the the raw star power and this is the second movie we've seen this where it's like all these actors that go on to be huge names for the next 20 30 years rob lowe uh, emilio estevez c thomas howell patrick swayze uh, emilio patrick estevez. swayze uh leaf garrett leaf garrett's in here um Diane Lane, uh, Matt Dillon, um, that's his daughter, it, really. Sophia Coppola. Yeah, did like everyone in the Coppola family get like some sort of producer credit on this movie or some sort of credit? Uh, like, I, I, I was watching the opening credits, it's like costume designed by Mia Coppola, art designed by Bob Coppola. And Sophia, Jr. I don't know, Sophia Coppola, I know she she's not really known for being an actor, but she did direct, um, the movie Lost in Translation, which is I've heard of. Never oh, seen Bill it. Murray and Bill uh, Murray and um Rashida Jones. Is it Rashida Jones? No, it's Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like Bob Gojo. I feel like Bill Murray and Rashida Jones was in something together though. Yeah, on the rocks, and that is a great film. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays her dad, right? Yeah, isn't Rashida Jones related to some kind of Hollywood role? Uh she's related to um I just heard a song by him yesterday. He's a famous singer. It's Percy Jones. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I knew she, there was some ultra that's, famous. That that's her dad. So like, yeah, she yes. she's got it made too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the, the funny movie, the funny trivia, one of the funny trivia's about this um movie is that it didn't need. It wasn't going to get made, essentially. And the, a librarian and a bunch of kids in a high school convinced Francis Ford Coppola to make this movie. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah. I did like, not read that. And here's a little trivia for you, too. Essie Hinton, who wrote it, she was one of the nurses in the hospital. So she had a cameo appearance in a movie based off the book that she wrote. Okay. Yeah, because the... This is obviously based on a book that everyone has to read when they're in high school. Yeah, so I told my mama, you know, I was watching this for our podcast, and she like got all proud. She's like, "Oh, remember when you had to read the book?" And you know, yeah, that's a good book. And I was like, "Mom, you taught for forty years, of course. You were going to say it's a good book." <laughs> She's just proud that her son knows how to read. I mean, she read to me every single day. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I I got I got all the information via osmosis. Yes, but yeah, I I remember reading the book. I don't remember a whole lot. I remember the socias and the, the like. I feel like the movie is like takes. There's a lot there's omitted so, from the yeah. The so movie. a lot of people were actually upset with Coppola because he cut a bunch of stuff out of the movie that was in the book. There is a but director's I, cut. Yeah, and he actually credits that his daughter. Uh, so his daughter was in high school when they said that, Hey, you're going to have to read this book for this, for and the movie, and they watched the movie and the movie sucked. So she went, yeah, and she like your movie sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, essentially that's what it boiled down to. It's so like, it, yeah. And that, and I, then he's I read just this like, too. yeah. 
Yeah, he's like, all right, I'm just gonna make it's called like the 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 Outsiders Complete Novel Edition or something like that. Um, yeah, he basically, but it's probably one of the earliest director's cuts. Yeah, I would say so, right? Like the official. But did did but, Coppola need to make this? I mean, yes, he was a very successful director, but he made the Godfather, the Godfather, the Godfather Part Two, Apocalypse Now, and then he went and did Godfather Part Three in 1990, which didn't need to be made. But so, is this like the first of its kind that paints a lot? Because like a lot of this, do do a lot of movies just basically take from this book? And like the story is just so because it was very like, oh, you've seen this story now a thousand times. Like, well, yeah, so they, they created born this. on the wrong side of the tracks. Like the the book, like the movie isn't. Obviously, the movie does not hold up to the book, as is usually the case. Or... Yeah, usually is the case. Right. They credited actually this movie starting the whole, quote unquote, Brat Pack revolution. Um, so like they said, this kind of kicked off the whole thing of the Brat Pack and, you know, friends sticking together and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, I would say I would say this was a pivotal um, thing for kicking off the 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 Brat Pack, the kicking off movies like this where a bunch of friends stick together. Like, so let, let's let's think about this. If this movie doesn't get made, let's say The Outsiders never gets made. Do you think they make the movie Stand By Me? With Jerry O'Connell and Will Wheaton and everything. Uh, granted, that's based on a Stephen King not short story, but yeah, you know that's the kind I mean, of think, coming of it. I think Emilio Estevez is in that too. Now that I think about it, and Stand by Me. Yeah. Well, there's a way. Let's ask the the book of movie knowledge. Does not compute. Try again later. Um, Stand by Me. Well, we uh, River Phoenix. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, he's not in it. River Phoenix. Oh, Corey River Feldman. Fe- Old Man River. Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, enough. Corey Feldman, Jay O'Connell, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, that's right. He's the bad guy. He like he's the older brother that like mm. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, John Cusack. Richard Dreyfus. Man, that's a movie too. You know, I just gotta give my hat, wave of the, the tip of the cap to um. Richard Dreyfus, yeah, because he gave us one of the best comedic female actresses of all time. That's his daughter. Yes, no. Elaine Biz- Bidness. Ben- oh Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yes, her, his daughter. Her dad is Richard Dreyfus. I don't believe that for one Look it up. second. Look it up. Wait, okay. You think Dreyfus is a common name? Yes, in Hollywood. If this isn't correct, then everything I've known is a lie. That's okay. I thought Rick Astley was gay for the longest time, but apparently he's not. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a weird thing to just like suppose. Julie Louis Dreyfus was born on January 13th in New York City to Manhattan to Judith and a special needs tutor and author and Gerald Louis Dreyfus. So he's not. They're not related? No. I don't. Is Richard Dreyfus? Her, her father was born in France, and her grandfather Pierre Louis Dreyfus. No, they're not related. Because that's the first thing I thought of too. Yeah, fans started sending acclaimed actor Richard Dreyfus tweets and other messages, assuming he was her father. Dreyfus, sixty-eight, took tweets. Took to Twitter and dispelled any worries. I'm actually not Julia Louis Dreyfus's father. Everything I know is a lie. Who told you that? I'm I'm part of the dumb Twitter folk. Ah, so you you probably you probably think that like yeah, the lizards are running the different spelling too. Yeah, it's fuss with one s versus two, and oh my gosh, quick. Richard Dreyfuss's best movie, go off the top of your head. Jaws. I would also have, have accepted Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, yeah, but the mashed potatoes are just kind of creepy. Yeah, it's Steven Spielberg for you, though. Like, what's with all the people? That's. Do, do, uh, do, do. They, yeah, they get in an intergalactic game <laughs> of Simon. 
right? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a great movie. It it doesn't get like it. People like don't respect what that movie is. I mean, it's, anyway, it's a, yeah. Do you think ET is in the same universe? I didn't, but now I do. Yeah. Now, well, now I think them back to back. I did once, and there it's look it up. But you can go down a rabbit hole there. Well, actually, E.T. is uh, in the Star Wars universe because he sees this little kid walking down the, the street and he's dressed up like Yoda and E.T. recognizes him. And in fact, in like Revenge of no, in Attack of the Clones or Phantom You're Menace, right. they have a bunch of E.T.'s at the Senate meeting. You're right. Right. <laughs> what if Jar Jar Binks is somewhere in E.T.? Uh, he's a Sith Lord. That doesn't Maybe matter. that's why E.T. can't get phone home so easily is because <laughs> because Jar Jar's screwing up the radio communications. <laughs> Misa don't know what I'm doing. All right. We're getting way off the track here. But this is what our this is say, what people come here I mean, to see. I really though. don't think this episode needs to be a review of The Outsiders. If you haven't watched it, I would say it's a good film. You should go watch it. Yeah. And Tom doesn't really have a whole lot of speaking lines. No, I, uh. I that, that's a good segue here. So I think. Obviously, the first film um, that we his first film of his endless love, endless love. That is just him breaking into Hollywood, getting his first speaking role. Right. The second movie, Taps, is him being a supporting actor. Right. And clearly, like moving up. This is more of a supporting actor role. He takes a step back in like his prominence in the film, but he's almost a a back. It's almost like he's a background actor with but a he's few got speaking the, lines. But he's got the press. Excuse me. We've got the prestige of him in a Francis Ford Coppola film. And which, then he beats the ever living hell out of some socials and, and like flexes and goes. Yeah. Woo! So, so here, here I'm going to play. I've got some clips that we can play of just all of his speaking lines. All right. Here's here's the first one. This is, um, I believe, after they got into a fight and he broke his nose. What are you doing walking by your lonesome on the street, huh? your business, Marty. What do you mean none of my business? It is my business. Look at my nose. It's huge. So, could you hear that okay? That's, that's at the beginning, right? The gas station? Yes. That's like right after the gas station. And he's... Well, no, it's not... These aren't in chronological order. Oh, okay, okay. But the... Uh, he's... What do you think of his accent? I mean, I think he's trying too hard at a southern accent yeah i think he's i think and i don't i'm trying to think do i think that because i know what he actually sounds like and i feel like he's trying too hard or does he do a good job i'm going to lean towards he's trying too hard yeah like patrick swayze doesn't do a great southern accent well yeah he does i take that back because he was he had a good southern accent in roadhouse um no he was from new york in roadhouse never mind um but like Ralph Macchio tried too hard for his southern accent. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like this movie, I would say, is it's high it's like on IMDB, it's rated as like a seven out of ten. Yeah. I, I would say that's about right. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think people talk about it like it's an eight. Well, you, it, it's actually gained a cult following since it came out. But do you know who tried speaking before we get back to Tom's speaking roles? You know who tried real too hard on their accent? I love the Emilio's uh, Mickey Mouse shirt. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say, I want one of those. Emilio <laughs> Emilio did a pretty good job with his. Um, Rob Lowe was very Rob Lowe. It was his voice just with a little bit of a twang to it. Yeah, it was ba- It was Rob Rob Lowe as a teenager. And then, and then Matt Dillon... I mean, Matt Dillon's got that very distinct voice, right? Everyone knows him from uh, something about Mary, right? Or... 90210. He was in 90210? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't watch that. So, but I remember him in that. I didn't What's know that, that either. With... I just know my, my mom watched it. What's that movie with Brooke Shields and um... was it Wild Things? Wild Things. Need for yeah. Speed Underground 2. Go go go! watch Wild Things if you haven't. You'll thank me later. There's a specific scene with Matt Dillon and Brooke. I think it's Brooke Shields. Oh, I no, think it's Brooke Burke. Hang on. Now I got to look this up because this is going to bother me. Um, well, you look that up. I'll play another clip. Okay. Now, now well, don't you worry about that, Johnny, because we're going to have it out with him sooner or later. He's coming over to game with us tomorrow night. I want to go. Oh, we're taking Evie and Sandy, which means no kids allowed. Big deal. That's just fine. 
Okay, so I was wrong. It was Nev Campbell and Denise Richards. So, and then Denise Richards, mm -hmm. yeah. Kevin Bacon and Matt Dillon. Just, just look it up. I'm not going to spoil. Oh, Bill Murray's in that movie. What do we huh. think? What do we think? Uh, I didn't. He's in. Bill Murray's in it. Yes. That may change my opinion of wanting to see Wild Things. Oh, you'll definitely want to see it for a specific four set of reasons. So, did you catch Tom Cruise's tattoo in this film? It was an eagle, wasn't it? I'm not. I'm not sure because it looks like something a stoner student would scribble on their desk or like carve with a pair of scissors on a desk. It looked like an eagle, like try to you know, like uh. Yeah, like, I'm. I'm sending you. A, I'm sending you a screenshot here, and like I just trying don't to rip an American flag or something. I I think I think it's an eagle, but it also looks like maybe the letter N. For a negative Nancy, um, like it looks like a stoner N, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, that's definitely an eagle. <laughs> it's not a great eagle. No, it looked but, like someone drew it on with sharpies. What it looks like, but at the same time, I think they're trying to catch like how tattoos were back in the '60s when this, this movie's supposed to be taking place. Yeah, when they're like something you did with you know. Yeah, but like, can I get one of those Corvettes that the socials drove? Like, I want one of those. Oh, that was an amazing car. Right? And then Cherry having that the Corvette near the end where she meets up with Pony Boy. I'm like, okay. Of course, that yeah. was back in the day when a brand new 63 uh, Stingray cost $5,000. Yeah, and but like, in today's money, that'd be like, you know, what? what is the price of an entry-level Corvette? 85000 No, you can get baseline ones for like fifty-five, sixty. No, Oh, well, shit. Why am I not driving a Corvette then? Because they're terrible in winter, and they have they're like, not pre they have two seats and the they're not seats only there. And you have them. to like lay down on the ground to get in one. And but think about think how much fun it would be to drive one though. That's that's my point exactly. All right, um, let's let's continue down the clip road. Yeah. Check this out, buddy. So what? What you didn't see, but what I saw and you heard was Tom Cruise doing a front flip off of a car. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And when that happened, do you know the behind the scenes trivia from that? No, I don't. So enlighten me. Tom Cruise was very nervous about doing this. And this is how he got the idea to do all of his own stunts for Mission Impossible. <laughs> right. This was honestly, thank you for pointing that out. This is the first stunt we've seen him do. We don't count him running and laying down and using someone else's shirt to mop up his sweat as stunt. <laughs> no, and I don't think we call him just sh sh pretending to shoot a uh, assault rifle as a stunt. As yeah. a stunt, yeah. this um, is his first stunt. This is his first true act of physical feat. This uh, is what gets him to do all the stunts in his own movies. Yeah. So, do you know who we can um, thank for the cinematic greatness that we will see stunt wise? Care to guess? Francis Ford Coppola. No, think think uh, actor. Kevin Bacon. No, think actor in this film. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Yes. So evidently, he was really nervous about doing it, and he when they're getting ready to shoot, they just ate, had lunch, and okay. he told Patrick Swayze that he was extremely nervous about doing the stunt, and because he was so nervous. And he's like, he's like, why are you so nervous? He's like, well, I just had a huge lunch and I think I'm going to puke. Like, there's no way I can do it. I'll, I'll hurl. So Patrick Swayze went to the craft services like table and had him had him drink raw eggs until he puked. Ah. <laughs> so he chugged a bunch of raw eggs, which once again also illustrates the commitment to his craft that Tom Cruise has. He yeah, puts his yeah. body on the line. And then I wonder I, the way he reacts after he hits his head and does the front flip. I'm wondering if he actually did not like because he doesn't stick the landing. And I really right. think that maybe that was like a one take kind of thing. Probably. Yeah, they probably didn't do it multiple times. Yeah. You, but you know, yeah. Rocky, Rocky drank raw eggs and he turned out to be hey, I'm fine. Yeah. But little did you know, before he started drinking raw eggs, uh, he used to not slur his speech. That's that's just the Bell's palsy, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah. So uh, Tom Cruise 
once again, putting his life on the line, life and limb. So we can thank Dalton Ford, whatever his last name was in Roadhouse, for the stunts that Tom Cruise does in all those movies from here on. Correct. We've got Roadhouse to thank for Tom Cruise. Do we think that he did his own stunts when he yells, show me the money? Yes, that was definitely not him. Okay, I mean, that okay. was definitely him. That definitely not a, uh, a stand-in sure? for his <laughs> Are you sure? It was a body double. Are you sure they just did deep fake his... He his... didn't want to strain his vocal cords. They, did, they didn't... Um, You know, speaking of it, we'll play another clip here in just a second, but I was looking at the chronological, right, because we're watching Losing It next. This came out in, like, March, and lose March 25th or something like that, and Losing It came out April 8th. There's, like two weeks in a row or like there's like three weeks in between that Tom Cruise is in the box office twice. Yeah. So he probably shot both these films at like the same time. Back to back. Essentially. Yeah. He probably finished the outsiders and then went immediately to go shoot losing it. Yeah. But or he, he, concurrently when he wasn't needed on. I'm not maybe. convinced. He probably got his scenes done in like a span of like three days in this film. Well, I was going to say, or he's wearing we, the same like cut off jean jacket. In every scene because they all work at the gas station him and soda yeah. pop curtis all work at the gas yeah. station well i'm going to say chugging chugging raw eggs lends itself to the aesthetic that they were going for for the uh greasers right and then patrick swayze's character right dallas or dare dairy they called him dairy um because i think it was daryl like he was a was, roofer yeah it was a dally that was Dallas. Yeah, they called them. No, no, that's Matt. That's Matt Dillon's character is, is Dallas. Oh, yeah. That's the problem is they all spoke with not like accents that were definitely not American South accents, but that's what they thought American South people sounded like. Did we need the like the gratuitous suicide by cop at the end of the movie? <sighs> I mean, I think, yeah, kind of, but I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could see like you know, you could leave it to the fact, like after he calls Dally or Daryl or whatever, and says, "Hey, I need you to meet me at the park," and you can see because he was dying anyway. He was shot, but he didn't know it. Like, yeah. and the, the the implication there is he was going to bleed out eventually because the death of Johnny broke him. Yeah, and then he pulls out the gun, and like all the kids are like, every all the greasers are running into the park. He's like, "No, no, it's not loaded. It doesn't matter. You don't pull a gun on a cop. No, even if it's loaded or not." But like, and did it was, it's been you watched this more recently than me. But is there some sort of symbolism that it takes place at where the fight was early on in the film? I think so. Early on, you know, like twenty minutes beforehand, if that. Well, no, no. Like, it's uh, is it the same? I think it's the same part where they like are uh, trying to drown. Oh, you're talking when. Like early, um, early on, when like Johnny when, stabs, yeah, because they were because they're messing with their girls. You know, maybe I, I, I think there's something there, but I really don't. It's not obvious. Yeah. All right. Let's go to another Tom clip. Yep. Hey, soda. Here come the hobos. Hey, soda pop. Hey, I ain't got no cash. Hey, man, we'll buy no with your Come on, Dally. Give him the money. What are you doing? Come on, Dally. Give him the money. They're at the drive-in, right? At that yeah. point? No, that was the gas station. Oh. Speaking of that, so like near the end of the movie, right, where Dally is like holding up the, the police the the convenience store. Did you see how much a two pounds of bacon was? No. What was it like a dollar thirty nine for two pounds of bacon? It's a lot of bacon. Right? You know how much a pound of bacon is now? Like Six like bucks. Six, yeah, I know. All right, next clip. Do you, do you know? Hang on, real quick. No, okay. no, go ahead. Did you know how much a pound of coffee? You know how much a pound of coffee they could get? 69 cents. Yeah. 69 I mean, cents for a pound of coffee. I mean, yeah, now a pound of coffee is like four bucks. No, no. Try like 13. Yeesh. All right. Can we go? Can we go live in the 60s? I want to go live in the 60s. Have you ever read the book 11, 22, 63? Yeah, and the Hulu adaptation was terrible. <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't. It was watchable. No, nope, I couldn't finish it. Yeah. No. All right. Next clip. Okay. Oh hell, pony boy! They don't do that to heroes. 
Hey, where is uh, Soda and Super Dope, anyhow? Super what? Brawn, no brain. Derry, have you seen my DX shirt somewhere? Hey, you gotta wear no. a mask, too, buddy. Hey, there's a dollar something. Hey, how about my jeans? Yeah, I ironed them up. All right, so right that was like three clips. Right now, we're just like basically the the film turns into just like clip after clip after clip after. Like yeah, it's just so. like there's not like we've pretty much got the meat and potatoes. The only clip I really have is a fight scene. Um, and the the fight scene he actually is probably besides the main characters, he's the, the most prominent. He's the most prominent actor, which yeah. once again his physicality of it as an actor is what stands tom cruise apart from everybody else so you know at first he can be glance, a leading man on any kind of film and he does his own stunts he's an action star and he's an amazing actor so going back to the scene we're in the house i wasn't really kind of paying close attention the first time or when i was first like watching it mm-hmm. and i thought that he had a big old thing of dip in his mouth no it was like a brownie yeah it was a cake it was cake <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, yeah and then i saw and then I saw it later, and he's like, "Oh, okay, it's cake." But hats um, off to these uh, ruffian greasers baking cakes. I think I think that's all dairy. I don't think it's anyone else. Yeah, but still, like or soda you know. pop. And then, like, we're watching it. And my wife goes, "She goes, hey, is he naked on the couch?" I was like, "Yep." Yeah. Roblo just plops down and just starts watching TV. Yeah, it's and, like, like wearing a towel. Yeah, and then uh. And then at the end, right when everybody leaves, Emilio Estevez just grabs the cake. <laughs> just sits down. And, Everyone and else goes to work because Emilio's a deadbeat and doesn't have a job. Yeah, he just and sits he just down, sits down with the whole cake, and a Indian cake style, and, and watches Mickey Mouse. <laughs> they were all excited that Mickey Mouse was on TV. Hey, there, hey, two bit. Looks like Mickey Mouse is on TV. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I maybe maybe what I mean. Times were simpler then. Mickey Mouse I, cartoons. Here's a question. Has any of your family members ironed jeans for you? Ironed jeans? Yeah. No. Because Patrick Swayze's character goes, he goes, you see my jeans? He goes, yeah, I ironed for you. They're hanging up in my closet. Like, who ironed jeans? And does it for another man. I have real questions after our next few clips about Pony Boy. And I, I don't have any more clips. It just basically devolves. Okay. That's, that's basically it. The only other clips are just random, like one line things from. I the know house. they're supposed. I know they're supposed to be like good buddies, fight. right? Because of everything they went through. But it seems like Johnny like had the hots for Pony Boy. I didn't get that. You didn't get that. He wanted him to read "Gone with the Wind" to him, and he's like, "You should stay gold," and I like your hair that color, and. Like it, 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 it was. I just took that as it was an adaptation of a book that was being really verbose. No, I mean honestly, what it was is like two really, really good buddies, right? Like two ride or die buddies. Like they're yeah, hiding. Yeah, there's the whole. I hope you get to see the sunset. Yeah, I, I hope you get to see the sunset. It would have been better if he said, "I wish I knew how to quit you." <laughs> yeah, but. Um. Yeah, here I we mean, are. Broken hearted, had um, to shit, only farted. Yeah, this was a this was a good film. Now, and it was only like an hour and a half long, so there's not a whole lot of meat and potatoes to this movie. Yeah, it it was good. I enjoyed it. Tom Cruise was, I don't want to say barely in it. It was exciting when he was on screen, and obviously that's why we're watching it. Right. Um. Oh, I have a question. Yes. So we're going through his films chronologically. So by the time we get to this one, we'll probably be 40 years old, respectively, in 40 in 38. Are we counting Tropic Thunder in this? I I'm I'm not sure because that's more of a cameo. But yeah, but he's got like 10 minutes of screen time, I think. I see. I, I as I remember, he's got like he's in the beginning of the film and like at, towards the end. Like it's like a callback to the beginning. Do we do that like a bonus episode, maybe like a little side episode? <laughs> I, I don't know. So I I think this film overall was very very appropriate. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it wasn't I think so. nothing. It didn't knock my socks off. 
I've never seen this film. Have you seen this film previously? Yeah, I watched it. Um, I remember. I think. Of course, as I said earlier, my mom was a teacher for 40 years, so um, I don't think we had to watch her for class, but I think maybe I did. I don't know, but I remember watching it at home and it was like a Friday night or something. My parents were gone, so like they're like, here, just watch The Outsiders and we'll be back after like, you know, the, the sitter. Like, I remember watching that, but like having it on in the back. So I've seen it, but I had seen it before, but I was like 12. Yes. Yeah, so you just so, kind of like knew the, you knew the aesthetic of the film, but not really anything else about that it. That was 24 years ago. So, Oh my God, that was 24 years ago. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh God. You ever say something you go, Oh, that was only 10 years ago. Oh. Or you go, Oh, that was 20. No, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Can you want to feel old here? Hold on. Can let me do something real quick. That we're closer to like. Hey Siri. When was the movie Anger Management made? Here's an answer from Wikipedia. Anger Management is a 2003 American slapstick comedy. It's tw- Anger Management is now 20 it's... years old. I looked this no. up the other day with a coworker. No. And it made me feel ancient. Because we watched it on D. De- <laughs> you gotta dunk that shit. You gotta dunk that shit. We went and saw it in theaters. Yes. 2003, Dyer. That film is now safely oh 20 years old. It can buy alcohol next year. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because I was. Yeah, yeah. 20 years. When we were in our. T- when we when you and I were 20. Jesus, dude, just that think was about only, that. When that we was turned 16 20, years ago, that was 16 years ago. We were, <laughs> we, yeah. I don't know what that. I don't know what I'm trying to point out here. If, other if than, we would have had kids when we were 20, they would be driving by now. Not quite. Well, mine would. <laughs> well, mine with a permit, kinda depends. <laughs> permit, God. man. Yeah, yeah. 20 years ago. Jesus Christ! I, I sometimes don't feel like I. Obviously, my body tells me I'm more than twenty, but like mentally, I feel like I'm twenty-four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I feel there are days I feel like I'm twenty-six, but I'm definitely thirty-six. Yeah, when I wake up and I can't like put my own socks on, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's times where I feel like I'm seventy-six. Or when you go, you know what sounds great tonight to your spouse, and they go doing nothing and you go yeah drinking yeah. tea have you have you ever drank tea at like seven o'clock at night you know it <laughs> nothing makes you feel old than going you know what sounds good a cup of tea you know, you know what, what i never uttered until i was in my 30s a I cup of tea. enjoy a cup of tea right now um you know it's funny mint tea is the only tea to drink by the way unless it's, unless it's black tea and coffee's not around sleepy time tea is really good <laughs> <laughs> sleepy time tea is really good. I know, but if you tell someone you're drinking sleepy time tea, you might as well just get the body back out. <laughs> uh, so you know, back in the day, I used to work for um, a news station, and I would not never have I ever until that point felt like my parent, my dad, drinking coffee at two o'clock in the afternoon. Here's Just walking back there. Here's corn here's, in a cup. Here's the corner with the body bag for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, but there's something about like working in an office setting, just pouring yourself a cup of coffee at two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, you know, I had uh, this is a sidebar. Then we'll then we'll get to the wrapping this episode up. But uh, I I had a moment today where it was five fifteen. We we're getting ready to go to my daughter's meet the teacher my, night. God, I can't speak. Meet the teacher night. You know what I did at like 5.15? Microwaved a cup of leftover coffee from the pot from this morning. Yep. Yeah. Can't let it go to waste. And if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pretend to give two shits. Give yeah, two shits about uh the uh fifth teacher that my daughter goings on, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
about pretending to care about what the my daughter my, my daughter loves school and wanted to say hi to the librarian you know who didn't want to say hi to the librarian you Everyone else oh uh the youngest daughter you and sarah right correct yeah yeah but the oldest one wanted to say hi to the librarian yes which is good yeah. i i i would have wanted to say hi to the librarian when i was going into third grade Really, she's in third grade now. Wow, she's going into third grade. Oh wow! You think yeah, all anyway. of our high school? You think all of our high school teachers are dead? No, Mrs. Settlemeyer definitely is. Only the rocks live forever. Is still very much alive and very much attending basketball games. He's still alive. Yeah, watch or your top knot. I see him several times a year. Watch on your top knot. Yup, yeah. Watch yarn. Yeah, there you go. Imagine being like your brother and I talked about this <laughs> this past weekend. Imagine being the kid that he failed because of that, and like at the parents and just marching into the principal's office, like, "How oh, you can't and, do that?" And no, and the, and the principal says, "Nope." His and his defense, it was very clearly demonstrated early on. It what was if he no- goes? What if he goes? Mr. Uh, Mr. Taylor, rest been, my case. <laughs> Mr. Taylor's been running this school. In fact, he's like Jack Torrance in The Shining. We don't know. He's like a part of the school now. So, in fact, there's no one in that classroom ever. Just the ghostly embodiment. Uh, can I admit something? You liked him? No, I mean I did, yeah. yes, but that's not what I'm going to admit. He was my favorite teacher in high school. But you, you bought the box seven centennial on VHS. <laughs> no, and I've looked it up, and it's insanely expensive because it's been out of print forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, no, go ahead. Go Can ahead I admit admission. something? I've yeah. never seen The Shining cons- all the way through. I've seen probably Ooh. the whole film, but not in its entirety. Oh, all right. Sidebar. I watched it in. Well, I was 13. Okay. So, and you shoot your bed seven weeks in a row. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, this is when family video was still big. My parents and I go to the video store. I think my brother was at a friend's house or something. And I was like, hey, can I rent The Shining? And my parents were just like, yeah, that's fine. Because um, I read the book. And I don't know if they were just trying to teach me a lesson. They're probably like, yeah, we're going to teach this fucko a lesson like about this. Uh, well, your dad's kind of a film buff. Kind of. But. Um, so like they go to bed and Not I watch you. But right. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm a savant when it comes to film. I, it's it's a curse, actually. Um, so I'm watching it. I have all the, I have like a lamp on in my room and stuff. I'm watching it. Movie the movie's over. I turn off the lamp. And I swear to God, I didn't sleep Dude, for like Johnny. I didn't sleep for like th- I didn't go to even though I was laying in bed with my eyes closed. I don't think I slept for like it took me like three hours to fall asleep. Yeah, that movie scared the ever loving shit out of me as a kid. Like the scene in Signs when the alien walks across the road at the birthday party. (laughs) (sighs) That movie's really not scary. Signs? Yeah. Yeah, well, they do the jump scares. They do the jump cuts. That's what gets you. Yes, that's Shyamalan. Shyamalan ding-dong. That's what I was going to say. What am I thinking right now? Um, How bad of a film um, The Village is. Uh, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's a really fucking bad movie. <laughs> we saw that in theaters together. We did, and I think we turned to each other at one point and we go, "We spent money on this." So they're all a bunch of hippies that didn't like society in 1995, and yeah, spoilers. Yeah, but, yeah. that's been out for like, oh, ooh, you know what was another bad movie? But no, no. Um, what, you, I was reading your mind. What was I reading your mind on? Um, that I was, I was talking about that. Um. The Happening was another bad movie. I've never seen The Happening. Don't, 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 don't. It's all about spores. It's all about mold spores. Did he direct The Mist? No, that was John Carpenter. The original was John Carpenter. No, the remake, like the recent one. Oh, the one with Thomas Jane? Yeah. That was actually pretty good. Mr. Earlobes. Yeah, it was really good. The way they did the ending in that one's really good. The Existential Dread? Yeah. Anyway, this is talking. Anyway, this is so, cruising through cinema. We, uh, I want to create a hierarchy of films 
Okay. Um, based of the three on, we of the three we've seen yeah, so far. And we didn't do it last week, but we really need to rank these. Um and I think we need to continue the, the rankings episode to episode, and I'll try to keep it in the show notes. Um and it needs to be definitive. We need to reach a consensus. Okay. All right. Um so my so ranking... right now I'd say this is solely based on Tom Cruise. Okay. Are we ranking the films? How do you propose we do it? Because this is going to be what we live off of for the next five years for this podcast. I don't think do we, we rank, right? Do we rank the film? Because no. later on, it's, it is going to be ranking Tom Cruise in the film because they're going to be hard to separate. I, hmm. I said we rank the film because we I know Cruise so I, I think Cruz is going to bring it. Cruz brings in every movie he's in. Yes. I I, I think we rank the film. Just three films into his history. I, I think we, yeah, we have to because he's brought right. it all three films. So he has. clearly he that's has. going to be, continue to be a trend as he gets leading roles. Um, okay. So what I'm thinking is number three, we go endless. You love. give your... You give your list, I'll give my list, and then we'll then we'll endless have. love outsiders taps. Taps being the best. I yeah, I have endless love at three. Solely based on movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm inconsistent with that. I have Outsiders are two and taps at one. Like yeah, taps, if, if we're taps, if we're counting if ha, we're counting ta- star power, taps out, had me gripped. The taps, yeah, I too. wanted to know what happened. If we're outsiders, counting star power, outsiders has one, the one spot with Patrick Swayze. Outsiders, you're kind of outsiders. You're kind of thinking, okay, this is what this is, and this is where it's going. Yep, went exactly where I thought. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so taps so far is the definitive best Tom Cruise film. Hmm. I don't think next week's pick is going to make so, it anywhere yeah, close so we'll to one. So talk a little bit about that. This is Tom Cruise's first leading role. Right. And I will read you the synopsis of this. Yeah. And who's who's who directed? We'll get there. You hold your horses, young sir. Because I have not done much looking into this because I'm just excited to watch a film I've never watched before. That Me is either. Tom Cruise's cinematic Debut as a leading set in 1965, four rowdy teenage guys travel to Tijuana, Mexico, for a night of partying, and they are joined by a heartbroken housewife who's in town seeking a quick divorce. Yeah, and we've got Warshark from uh, The Watchmen, Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of had a glow up, honestly, because he looks terrible in this. And, and like, and I just noticed, um, this is cl- it's called losing it, and the lead actor tom cruise's role is he's named woody that is not a coincidence no 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 and i'm pretty i don't know anything about this film but i'm going to just assume it's a proto risky business no 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 not even close because honestly risky business it could be called losing it it's your very typical teenage Hey, we're all horny. Let's go to Mexico and get laid. Type. Yeah, movie. because lose, but but risky business, which we'll get to in probably another four or five episodes. But risky business is essentially Tom Cruise making sure he's not a virgin before he goes to college. He sleeps with a prostitute. Well, a call girl, and she steals everything. <laughs> That's a great. It's a great film. It is a great film. And and I I recently watched that with my father. And okay. <laughs> and <laughs> because as you do and I, we were joking but like the first, only time I've ever ever I've watched it twice about two months ago with my dad right and about at the age of 16 and okay the film is very different to a 16 year old as it is it to, a to a 35 34 year, 34 year old, year old. family because as a 16 year old it's a it's a it's a cautionary tale as a 34-year-old with a family, it's everything you want to happen. As a 34, it's what you wish you did when you were in high school. Yep. But, uh, yep. yeah, it's a good film. Good you know, film. we're, we're, we're watching too... Losing It. Yeah, you know what's after Losing It? Really? Do you know what's after Losing I It? I don't. 
it's like we're Pete Tom Cruise after losing it. Uh, risky business is probably soon. Uh, I think that's probably have a few good men mixed in there. So we've got. Yeah, give us our next five films. Risky Business, All the Right Moves, Legend, Top Gun, Color of Money, and Cocktail. Color of Money, I've never seen. Have you ever watched Cocktail? Uh, no. Oh my God, Dire. Dire. <laughs> Cocktail might be my favorite Tom Cruise film. <laughs> it is everything you would ever want with flamboyance. Okay, you had me at everything I ever wanted. But, but not the, like... Roller skating with your shirt off, flamboyance. But the like, yeah, no, I get it. The uh, he's he's uncredited, so we're not gonna watch Young Guns. But he was the henchman shot off of roof in Young Guns. He's uncredited in 1988. Yeah, that doesn't count. So, yeah. So after losing it, risky business is next. Wait, so it goes losing it, then risky business. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's proto. It's proto risky it's business. Pr- <laughs> he uh, basically did the same film back to back. Yeah, but let's be honest. Risky business was much better. Than have you seen? It. Have you seen losing it? No, I watched. Then the... Don't pass judgment. That's why the ranking exists, folks. This has been cruising through cinema. Dire. We're like six. We're like six episodes away from Top Gun. I can't wait. I can't wait either. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm doing Cosmo Kramer hands. I love this woman. <laughs> Bouncing on the couch. <laughs> Except the woman's cruising through cinema. <laughs> I love this podcast. Um, be a friend. Tell a friend. Write us a review. Um, you know, leave us a message if you're on Spotify. You can do that. And we appreciate check- it. Check us out on Discord. We'll have a cruising through cinema up and running soon. Yeah. Possibly. Maybe. Be determined. TBD. We'll get the intern on it. Thanks for listening through Cinema Tom Cruise. 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 This message is self-destruct right now. Or not.